You're listening to Wyatt on the Wing with thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. That was loud. That was loud. Monday night, Wormy. What have we got coming up on the show? Well, first off, we're going to review your weird, new, strange decaf habit. No one's interested, Not but a we'll fan. get through it. Uh, we got some very entertaining feedback coming through regarding football attire. Well, we digest the throngs of correspondence that have arisen from last week's episode. Uh, an incredibly thought-provoking deep dive this week. It was very deep. And uh, more media gigs is flying in. Maybe um, I've actually started considering... We need a new little company, Wing Media. Well, Watch we, this space. we need another company with Triple O Wow FM because we're now taking song requests. All that and more coming up. William Tatchell. Good evening. Worm at Dendum. I'm going to be the first one. Oh. Um, Little, uh, do you know how hard it is? It's very loud. Why am I so loud? Um, do you know how hard it is to register a commercial radio station? Do you know the only <laughs> bandwidth that was left on FM? Zero, zero, zero FM. That's not bad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow, FM. Wow. Way out wing. Wow. <laughs> wow. I like it. Oh, yeah. uh, did you register it? Maybe Yes I Excellent. did I mean No one out there Go and register it Yeah Hey mate um, Great to see After 15 years You've finally held Your long lunch On the weekend For the brewery <laughs> For the brewery no, The club The beer club's only been going Two years Oh has it Yes I've loved we've, We have this annual dinner with, a, with some friends And one of the questions is Will Wilders have the I have, thought it was always the, based around have, a tap room. Have the long run lunch. No, I thought it was always tap room. Was it? Yeah, anyway. It wasn't long lunch. I, I You're did, getting your wires crossed. I then. said yes this year and you've you're finally held your, it. So it's another one right. You're calling your stout a porter and a porter a stout. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. North and south with your beers. But no, anyway, had a very that's big me. day out here at the brewery. As yeah. a result, you've walked <laughs> It's tidy. You've walked into a very clean office. And an equally clean brewery. Yeah, very tight. I didn't know, know what, what had happened. It's amazing. Like you said it before, when you have guests around, you've got to tidy up. House is spotless. Forces your hand. Kids learn how to clean. It's amazing. So, <laughs> uh, how was it, mate? Good. It was good very good. Very you, well behaved. You were missed on the football fields. I didn't appear as though I was needed. Yeah. Very poor we performance I, where I, I, I would have been. I covered your cause anyway. No, it was uh, very good. We did perfect hours of the day for a beer event, in my opinion. Yep. One o'clock it started, five o'clock it finished. Five a.m. on Sunday. No, five p.m. Oh, it was probably technically twenty past five. Can you, can you name like anyone that really you know disgraced uh, themselves? Well, you wouldn't be able to disgrace yourself in four hours, surely. Uh, well, it doesn't help when I pull out a seven point seven percent. IPA in 500ml Tallboy cans oh. at about 4.59pm and say, right, you got to Take get this home. down. <laughs> Mind you, there was very responsible service of alcohol and consumption of alcohol. Of uh, there was the odd one that um, 
got value for money. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. I didn't. I had. I would have had two, maybe three drinks across well, the afternoon. There's, there's the RSA. I was very well behaved. I'm sure everyone that attended your event, unlike me, is probably seasoned beer drinkers, and therefore, you know, a dozen or so beers probably wouldn't. Um, Touch the side. Yeah, for yeah, some of these Know how to operate on yeah, them. Yeah, that's right. So, no, it was good. Very ex- good weekend. I did, as well, a result, I, though, I didn't see football on no, Saturday, well, I, which I was... I, um, I picked up the slack and I was out early all day. Saw some unders, some women's, some reserves, some senior footy. Did a bit of goal umpiring. You were, in of, the, you were in the canteen. In the canteen. Nice little video you put up that was shot up from the canteen. I was criticised too much gravy. A little on, bit salty, apparently. On chips? Yeah, it was down the bottom. But really? as soon as I grabbed a, a uh, tong full of more chips a and tong, threw it straight in, full. there were no That's more. a great volumetric <laughs> a tong, measure. A tong, a tong full. full. How many tongfuls <laughs> have you got in your cup today? Well, actually, I generally get about four or five in each packet of chips. So yeah. it was good servings. I was really there. I was, I was thinking, how would I like these chips? So lots in there, lots of gravy. Did you get positive uh, comments back? Yeah, absolutely. Chicken burgers were what phenomenal. You, I, I, no lettuce. We went with coleslaw. When you get a thing of chips, yep. you if you see one that's overcooked love or hard, yeah, oh, you're, yeah, so you're yeah, a lover of those. It. Crispy, yeah. 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 yeah I went, I went to sat like, in the one spot for a little too long. I love yeah. them too. I, went, I did throw a couple out that had a little bit of green tinge and I didn't want to be guilty of any uh, food poisoning. So I threw the green, green tinge, tinge as a, what, on from, the spud. Just on the on the oh, chip. Be, that won't hurt you. Probably not, but We're I didn't Tasmanian. want to, We grow up on spuds. I didn't want to risk it. So anyway, it was a good good day. Some good footy. Some um, some not so good footy. But what uh, was the weather like? Uh, the weather was windy because it was windy out here. We were meant to the part of the event out here. We were meant to walk up into the paddock. So the beer club is called the paddock. Yep, and very opportunistic to mm. um, walk into the paddock. But the wind was too. There's nothing worse than wind. It'd be cold. It'd be king, cold. It can be wet. But if you add wind into the mix there, it's frustrating. It's on our list, but it's no different to golf. What? I'd take the rain. Weather. The wind is horrible. Oh. Yeah, the wind is horrible. Uh, so it, it was it was blowing very much one way. There weren't many goals kicked against the wind uh, at the NTCA. But, um, yeah, the rain held off, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, and then we had we had juniors at Windsor Park on juniors Sunday. Juniors at Windsor Park. Which was quite... Soft underfoot. The main over. I'm not sure if they had it the was. helicopter on uh, <laughs> Saturday night or anything, but it well, was, was it was soft, not wet. There was no um, uh, TSL, was there? But the so. little transfer from the under nines or under tens over on the um, the far oval through to the main oval was a little bit damp underfoot. Yeah, and we uh, we met a fan. We did. We met a fan, a young Hamish Walker. He was. He's, what is he? Number two on the list of our greatest fans that's, after Foxy. <laughs> that's right. So Hamish. Uh, Hamish. Well, his dad uh, Simon got in touch with us during the week. Hamish Walker. is a young eleven-year-old. Yeah. Uh, oh uh, no, sorry, he was a bit bit older than that, wasn't he? Thirteen. No, he's eleven. Eleven. First. Um, first field game. umpire as well. First game as field umpire. Yeah, he'd been wanting to umpire for. Three or four years. Been doing boundary. First game happens to get the game that and it was uh, funny. our boys playing. A and couple of the boys, a couple of boys that he was umpiring were actually in his class at school. Oh, are they? Yeah, excellent. So, uh, but he did a he did a pretty good job actually. Yeah, he did. Yeah, a little bit timid with um, a you bit know, hesitant. It, but, hesi- but you'd prefer what, you'd arguably be prefer to see that than. Absolutely picking everything apart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I said to his dad that 
and you find it with a lot of new kids and I my kids play basketball there's a lot of new refs always coming through in the underages and they're they're just a little bit hesitant to blow the whistle if they see something and I said you know you just just got to be confident you're the umpire you're in charge blow the whistle if you see it and and move on but he did I thought he did a great job for a first well game done, of footy Hamish. well done Hamish well, his well other done. son we'll give him a shout his other son Lockie plays up at Prospect for the under 14 boys in the Div 2 also does a bit of boundary umpiring so well done to those guys Burning cash nightly and a shout out to his dad Simon who decided to rip us on email <laughs> And suggests that he was now the second person emailing in after Hayden. Foxy. Showing, uh, showing his age he was. I hate to break it to you, Simon, but, mate, we had to actually find yours from the junk mail. There were that many coming through. So, we're, Simon, we're lucky in, that we got to it. We are inundated with mail. We just don't – there's a lot of a lot of stuff. Do you know how common the name Simon is coming through our uh, inbox? But there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of invitations and things that come through the emails that we just can't. Put out on Most this family. Most of them have got XXX on yeah, them, this, on this family podcast. So anyway, thanks for touching base with us, Simon and the boys, and we hope uh, yeah Hamish gets a few more games and we get to uh, watch him progress up through to senior footy. Oh yeah! Wow, great decision that one. Now listen, at way out in the wing, we want to build a community, a community of local footy devotees. But we can't do that alone. At the moment, you, the listener, are simply an audience. But the cool thing about what we want to do at Way Out in the Wing is to be that thriving community. A footy voice piece that brings all of you like-minded and hugely passionate individuals together. And that's pretty powerful in a largely regional volunteer space that is local Tassie footy. So we want to bring you together. Let us know what's happening at your club, in your league or region so that we can let Australia know about it. Send us a picture of your teammates' rude training attire, the shot of goal that they mucked up on the weekend. Let us know what your canteen excels at, hashtag canteen watch, or what events, fundraisers or reunions you've got on. Hit us up on the socials, at WayOutWing on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or flick us an email, wing at gmail.com so we can let everyone know just what's happening at grassroots level. thought you were going to Derek's deep dive. <laughs> no, I was thinking, wow. Wing, wing radar. Wing radar. Wing radar. How long have you got? There's been that much news in footy this week. If you flick this on in the commute to work... At some point, and think that you're going to get this covered off in the next twenty to twenty-five minutes. Unless you have, work in Launceston and live in we Hobart, got news for you. Uh, there is a lot. Because normally the way we do it, we do it very harmoniously. One of us does a fair bit of work, and the other one doesn't. And it's normally vice versa, and it works. It appears this week as though we, uh, we've had a boring Monday or a not so busy Sunday evening, no, and we've got a lot of material to get through. So we do. Let's get through to it. Uh, can I pick up straight off the bat? Yes. I want to rip the NTFA. And in particular, their president, Scotty Rigby. We haven't done it all year, but I'm going to do it now. Get, get into him. He presented the st- Speak Up, Stay Chatty uh, shorts day the other day. He had a couple of players represented uh, from the league. They all had shorts on. What do you reckon Scotty had oh, on? Oh, he had his scrubs. He had trousers on. No, yes. Scott. You don't do All that. You don't the get the good work you've done this year. You, and you don't just stand there with the big novelty check and stuff. Everyone else has got shorts Scotty. on. Scotty. 
Damo, I know you so listen. Can you make sure he knows I'm gonna, this? I'm going to give that. That's a first warning. Yep. Yeah, that's Given the fact that he did a sterling job the other week out at Deloraine jumping into the um, ice bath for the uh, MND cause, you can't do that, Scotty. No, that's, that's a cardinal that, sin. That's, um, that's, a, that's a $20 fine at the NTFA Thursday night dinners. Yeah, dis- disappointed with that. Uh, that's that's not that's not good to hear. Oh, it's well. actually put me in a little bit. That's all right. Yeah, a little bit of a that's all right. A dour mood. But anyway, um, mate, following on from last week's chat about whether we take Dugowie or not, strong word that there would be absolutely no chance that we would be taking Jordan Dugowie in for the Tasmanian. Well, you've spoken to Clarkson? I'm not. That's a coach? Oh, I, look, I'm not going to. Because I would have thought it was a, it's a football department choice, not necessarily a I'm not gonna, commissional. Um, I'm not. No, no, no. No, definitely not. Just a strong theme across uh, text messages that I received. Messages, plural. Fluffy. We are not taking Jordan Dugowie. Yeah. Still take him. I spoke to a few people that said, yeah, you'd still take him. Well, speaking of uh, administration, as you just said, received a text from Aaron Roberts over during the week. I think you did too. Looking at needing a bit of assistance. He heard we're on board with the NTFA and... We're on board. We are. <laughs> were. Um, and helping out with the president. He wants us to... He wants us to run commentary for the NTJFA finals. Might be a little bit awkward if... We're in One it. team gets yeah. in it. Uh, but also with their, pre- with their presentation night. So, I'm not sure if we're maybe to- age appropriate for the oh, June. I reckon we're Could okay. we modify it? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe if it's pre-recorded. Everyone loves a fart joke. <laughs> what, what did I see? Oh, no, my kids. I came back. <laughs> I came home. <laughs> Bra- brain to mouth. I came home. I was in. Where was I? Where was I on Monday? Good story. I'll keep it moving. Today's Monday, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Where was I on Friday? I was somewhere on Friday and I came home and my office at home, my desk, laptop, keyboard. Wrapped in every- foil. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, post-it notes. <laughs> and it had words on all of them. Joe, your mama, and then one of them was fart. So, yeah, that was, that was, it. That was great. Uh, big shout out to our most recent Tasmanian AFL player, yeah, Long- Longford and Launceston uh, dash out Isaac Chud, yeah, fantastic uh, result for Collingwood the Pies, um, did all right. fifty three percent game time, five disposals, yeah, looked lively, moved nicely. He's an elite runner, Isaac. Yeah, but there's not enough depth in the in Tassie, Eddie, is there? No, there's not. Uh, interestingly, he was he was drafted as a rookie. And then delisted, and then picked up again as a rookie, and now he's making his debut. Pretty good, um, pretty good effort. Looked good in the long sleeves too. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Wet day, long sleeves. I like Ginevan, that. That's G- Ginevan wears long sleeves. Yeah, but I don't think he debuted in long sleeves. I think debuting in long sleeves sends a message that who had I'm up uh, for this. someone had really good. Um, <clears throat> the Brisbane uh, Lincoln McCarthy. They Brisbane played Melbourne on Thursday night. And he had the red long sleeves. That looked really good. Oh, I didn't notice him. Yeah. I'll take your word for if it. If you got some good long sleeve stories, <laughs> let us let us know. Um, hey mate, I had yes some. Oh, it's sort of radar. It's a bit of correspondence. And we'll go. We'll keep going with the with the radar. Uh, we'll talk about the correspondence later on. Um, great to see Bridport Footy Club. We spoke about them last week. And they have made an announcement about their reserves coaches for season 2023. So that's great to see. You know what I loved about the media release? They included the coaches' 
nicknames. Oh, yes, I so did see this. can't wait to have Dilmar, Duper, and Ruddo <laughs> coaching the team, the Resies, next year. So get around the boys if you're up north, uh, up the coast, and you want to have a kick. Get in touch with Dilmar or Duper and Ruddo, and get on board the Bridport it's, Footy um, Club. It's a bit of a vote of confidence in the future when you're appointing reserves coaches. Before your seniors. Before your seniors. So, obviously... Maybe just haven't locked them in yet. I reckon they'll be trying to get a a good big name playing coach up uh, there. Okay. Just a word on the street. Okay. Yeah, you got any... I was just driving through Bridport Main Street the other day. Okay. Yeah, just... James Williams? No, just put him an ear out. Okay. Well, are you going to throw us some names? No, or? I'm not. I know. I don't have a short list. I'm not oh. on the selection committee. And I'm not going to... We're not the podcast that makes stuff up. Fair enough. Uh, hey... Have you got uh, you got a bit? I got a bit of cor- I got a bit of correspondence. Well, we'll get to correspondence in a second. All right, a few well, more things that have flown on my radar. Uh, we'll move over to AFL later on. But congratulations to Sheffield's Shane Campbell, captain of the Resies. Did you see this? Mm-mm. Kicked his hundredth goal for the season on Saturday. No, I didn't see this. In their big win over Rosebery Turak, kicked twenty five goals for the day. So one hundred and five for the season. Beat his previous best. This year, 19 against uh, against the Hawks, Rosemary Turak in round three. So, well done there to Shane Campbell. Probably should be pushing up to the seniors, really, yeah. Well, he's the, he's the captain, and I don't think he's got any plans on really moving up to <sighs> to play senior footy. Sounds but like anyway, a waste just of talent. Ultimate resis. That's uh, along the lines of uh, young Tyler Ford from Bothwell kicking 24. Yeah, not as many, though. No, I know. 24. Yeah, 24. quarter century. Yeah, if you're going to speak to someone. Well, speaking about that game where 24 were kicked. Let's go. We've got a little bit. Let's go to this. So, Wildus, we are very fortunate to discuss this game with Greg Dare, coach of the Oatlands Footy Club. Greg... Welcome to Way Out the Wing. It's Worm here and uh, and Wildus, my our co-host. G'day, guys. How you going? Very well, thanks, mate. Now, the easy thing to do would have been to get hold of Tyler Ford and yep. have a chat to him about his goals. That's the easy thing for, for us to do. But we wanted to dig a little bit deeper than that and we wanted to find out who had the best seat in the house and who yeah. might have who might have been able to actually uh, stop him as best as they possibly could. We hear on the rumour mill that may well have been you, mate. I don't know about stopping, but it was definitely me that uh, watched, watched a few guys in my head, yeah. Well, good on good on you for manning up, mate, and uh, and getting on the blow with us. It wouldn't have been an easy thing to do. Um, we won't talk too much about but it. How but, did, but how did how it, it look? Feel? <laughs> uh, for, for us, not real good, but for him, uh, yeah, no. It was uh, probably probably spectacular for him, but um, no, look, he played a great game. Um, you know, the, the Bothell Footy Club, you know, really moved the ball pretty well into their forward line, and yeah, it was pretty pretty hard did for, he, for me and a couple, couple others down there as well. But um, yeah, no, he, he definitely had the better of us. Did he kick some arsey ones, or were they all set shots in front, or or how did, were a majority of them? To be honest, he missed a couple too, so which I was pretty lucky about, and he hit the post two or three times too. But no, nah, they were all pretty much set shot. He got he did get a couple of easy ones in the goal, squeeze some handball over the tops, but they were, yeah, ninety percent of them were set shots. They were um, yeah, and couple, d- couple of snaps, but and yeah. did you did you think at all, Greg? Look, let's just dump a couple back in the hole. We'll we'll double play them, or did you just you know you did you just go you know what we're we're probably going to lose. Let's just play the game and and see how how we go. Yeah, no, I haven't done that all year. We just um, keep, you know, keep the boys trying to, you know, 
get 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 their hands on the footy as much as we can, and it's hard when you get beat by three hundred points. But um, I don't, yeah, they haven't been defensive all year. Just let let them play, and and you know we've got a lot of young players. Let them develop. So we didn't worry about that too much. But I didn't realise how many he had till about uh, three or four four minutes ago. I actually asked him, said, oh, I think I'm on twenty one. I was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it does get to that point where they're just going over your head, and you do lose count, mate. You're back in the league for the resurrected club for the first time this year. How is the season going? Other than uh, it, it's been relatively tough, how are the boys travelling? Mate, to be honest, it's been really good. You know, look, you know, if you see the scores, and I've had a few messages, and that, oh, do you need a hand? You know, do you, you, you guys short? We, we have not played one game of footy short. We've had twenty three um, players every week, and some weeks we've had a couple of guys miss out. We've had too many. So, the, apart from the, the you know the the score line off off the field, you know, the club's going really well financially. Uh, we we got good support. Um, we you know we filled a lot of lot of um things that we we need to fill at the start of the year like canine staff and uh, boundary umpires and stuff like that. So apart from the big losses, um, everything else is going really well. So there's obviously there's obviously a positive component to the community, which is always terrific about sporting clubs and and particularly AFL clubs. Yes, that's right. And um, you know, there's brought some people back to footy that you know, and the same with Woodsdale as well. Not not only us, but Woodsdale coming back as well. You know, bring some footy people back to the footy that you know wouldn't have had no footy to go and watch or go and support um, last year and the year before, and even longer for Woodsdale. So, um, for that point of view, you know, we, we're pretty grateful, and you know, the, the community out there is pretty grateful that we're back in back in the comp. And uh, you know, we haven't gone out and tried to um, you know lure big big fish. We've we just you know got a young group together, and we hopefully to keep that together for the next you know five or six years. Well, you've answered my question then of the makeup of the team, so it's great to hear that you've gone down the youth track. <clears throat> you mentioned Woodsdale back in the comp this year. Uh, they are your game next week. They got you by 150 points, which was your your best result so far this year in yeah. round three. Are you looking to improve on that? Uh, next week, mate. Yeah, look, we've got no. You oh. know, I'm still, gonna, still not going to put any expectation on the boys. Like, we got, and I think we thought that was going to be a little bit easier of a game than, than it actually was. A few of the boys, you know, were sort of licking their lips a little bit. They sent a few of the score lines and thought, you know, here's our chance. But I think we took it a little bit easy that game. But we definitely want to improve. You know, on the 150 points we've. Um, improved on the other two sides that we've played this year twice in Tribuna and in Boffle. So hopefully we can do that again on Saturday. And you're enjoying the season coaching, Greg? Yeah, it, uh, I know some people say, oh, you know, what are you doing? You know, like. Oh, obviously, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge, but as long as you're yeah. enjoying it. No, nah, look, you know, I've been around coaching footy for the, you know, for the last 20 years and, you know, playing and uh, I've assistant coach or coach and I've had a fair bit of success out of Mount Pleasant and stuff. So. The, the losing part doesn't worry me too much. I just want to see the development of that in the kids. And, you know, I'm actually back enjoying coaching footy, so that's good. Where, where do you think uh, local footy's at in Tassie, Greg? Uh, I think we're we in a little bit of trouble. Um, I think it's getting better, though, um, but more participation. I mean, I'm also the president of the Central Hawks Junior Footy Club at Upper Campton. Um, you know, we've we got 100, nearly 100 kids up there now. Um so I think it is getting better, but uh, volunteer-wise, it could get a lot better, especially in junior footy. But I think, um, you know, looking forward to an AFL team, we just need to, you know, make sure we're developing the kids and try and get the footy back in the schools and that as well, I think. Well, mate, um, thank you very much for joining us on Way Out the Wing. We, we know, know that, you, you've just come off the track, yeah, so the boys, we appreciate the call. The boys have been training. How, how are, they? are they? Are they switched on? You can often tell how they're going to perform on the Saturday by the training track. How were they tonight, mate? 
well, with some sore boys tonight. We've done a lot of ch- chasing my boy again. <laughs> but no, nah, look, they're, they're low. we actually went for a bit of a swim tonight and um, just, yeah, a few of us older blokes are starting to feel the season with only th- three or four games to go. So we were in the cottage tonight just having a bit of a swim and a spa and just having a bit of fun, trying to make things as enjoyable for them as, as we can. But, um, you know, we'll hit the track pretty hard Thursday night. Well, mate, um, all the best for the remaining few games. We look forward to seeing results. Hopefully you can... Uh, either pinch a win this week or get get a few goals, and um, you know, look forward to to seeing how you guys progress over the next few years, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time, guys, and thanks for the interview. Beautiful, Greg. Thanks very much, mate. Okay, mate. Bye. See you. Cheers, Greg. Well, there you go, Wilders. Gregory Dare. <laughs> Gregory Dare. <laughs> Let's get a random. I might edit that bit out. <laughs> Make sure you're up to date with all things Tassie football by following Way Out in the Wing on your social media platforms at Way Out Wing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And use the hashtag Way Out Wing to ensure you're part of the Wing community and we can share all your Tassie footy experiences. Hey, two solid wins over the weekend for South Burnie against Yeoman in the... Uh, first annual Speak Up, Stay Chatty match. So, you know, we're in the shorts and uh, great charity there that Mitch McPherson's doing in the game. We saw local footy legend, your mate, Rowan Bulldog, kick nine to pick up the Kyle Gray medal for best of ground. We're talking about, uh, we spoke about Shane's 100th goal of the season. Guess what Rowan kicked on the weekend? Uh, A goal? (laughs) Kick nine. His thousandth goal for career. his career. Geez, that's a good effort. That is that is amazing. Presuming so. that's presuming all records are correct. Yeah, because well, of course to, I've had to go through the process of tallying junior games of late. Way off across. Uh, well, no, you'd think that would be senior goals. Uh, Rowan Bulldogs. That would be a thousand senior goals, wouldn't it? I don't think Rowan will be playing reserves. Yeah, but no, but I mean, it's not juniors. It's not like I under eighteens and sixteens. Rowan, can you let us know? Hazy, we'll find mate. out. Hazy, this is the one bit of information we need for the year, mate. Let us know. Uh, in WFA, you mentioned Rosebury Turak losing in the twos. Uh, they also lost in the seniors, despite winning two of their last three. It wasn't consecutive yes, wins. As a little apology we yeah, had, mate. They um, they slotted around in there, unbeknownst to us. Which also got the boffins confused as well, that, that punching the stats out. Oh, yes. Uh, they went down to a strong Sheffield side with former uh, Devonport star Aaron McNabb falling one short of registering double figures, uh, kicking nine. He's now got 73 for the season in 11 games. That's, that's a good effort. Um, while we're up that way, I saw a little Facebook post from the west coast of Taz, the Oz Kickers. Bunch of young boys and girls had me kick at Zian uh, last Monday. Anyway, they had another session at Queenstown on Thursday. So Jeez, that's the, tough. The little kids, how good's that? We, Chance to run around on the gravel. Did that have names uh, on the photo at all? Because uh, my suggestion is we take those names down, put them in a time capsule, and oh, bring them out in your time capsule history. 15, <laughs> 16 years. What else are we going to put in the time capsule? Oh, yeah, well, we've got to make sure it's watertight next time. <laughs> uh, in the Circular Head Football Association, big news driving player Josh Green. Do you see this? No. Pulling on the Demons jumper at Forest Stanley. What? Yeah. As in Josh Green, as Josh in Green. Lindisfarne, yep. Josh Green. Yep. Lindisfarne Different. had to buy- No. Different. Lindisfarne had to buy that at Sports Night up there afterwards. 
Uh, he kicked three sausage rolls in their hard-fought win over Redpar, seeing them jump into third. Wow. And only two games back from uh, second place at Redpar. Very good win. Yeah. Mm. Just got in before the... Uh, what, transfer, the, yeah, the transfer deadline. First of July. Yep. Smart. So it was good. It was good to see that sort of um, character of player getting out and about. So yeah, don't not- know what the connection is up there, but... Who knows? Well done, Josh. Um, hey, uh, congratulations to the Tassie under-16 boys. The captains were named during the week. We saw Marty Brereton uh, named as the captain of the side, well supported by vice-captains Ollie Kubank and Max Roney. And the boys kicked off their carnival on the weekend. The National Development Championships, they defeated the Northern Territory by 54 points. Good win. Yeah, 13 goals, 11-89 to 5-5-35. Uh, previously mentioned vice-captain Ollie Kubank. He was the star of the show. 28 disposals and two goals. So, great effort there by Ollie. Uh, Lenny Douglas and Tommy Bennett also had plenty of the ball. Uh, while up forward, Jackson Thorpe was the most dangerous of the forwards, finished with three snags. So, well done to those boys. We'll be looking forward to keeping an eye on their progression as we go. Great to see, great to see such quality youth and development and number of young players running around the, the country, isn't it? It's very passionate of you, then. <laughs> I heard uh, There was no state league on the weekend. No. Um, they had a um, buy that was inserted uh, into this roster, um, basically as a full round buy this weekend. Uh, but a bit of bit of uh, news about the pre-finals buy, the week off before the finals. Um, which was put into the roster as a COVID safety net in case there was we were a by a um, round was struck down at all. Um, a polarising thing with some of the TSL coaches for the pre-finals buy. Some of them very much against it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So is this word on the street, or is no, this no, you no, speaking no, no, to specific no, coaches? Is, Media. So uh, Mitch Thorpe and Troy. Um, Bulmer, so we, we so we're Launceston and and Kingborough, one and two on the ladder for the the pre-finals buy, yeah, but very much against it. Uh, Brad Cox, Goodyear from North Launceston, and uh, Peter Ryan from Clarence. Clarence, okay. Clarence, I think they they have I think they have a buy the last round, yeah. Then they would have the force buy, and then so, play. So they would play one game in three weeks. So is the is the TSL a final five or four? Uh, it's final four. Okay. Because yeah. if it was a final five, and let's assume that Launceston finish on top, no, not. they would have. So, yeah, final four. Yeah. Uh, well, I can completely understand why Clarence wouldn't want to lead into a finals camper. There's two trains of thought, isn't there? It's funny how this, There's a train of yeah. thought of let's have hard games leading in, finals ready footy. But then there's also the thought of, well, let's rest up. Let's rest our bodies. And and you see uh, it go both ways. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't think you no. can definitively state. One's better than the other. Unless or- the only way you could is if you have injuries, which then give a pro- another week of rest mm. to for people to, to reset themselves. I do remember seeing the AFL teams often, when they introduce the bye weekends uh, during the season, the teams with the bye would often struggle, well, often didn't win the next game. And it was the same thing for teams coming back from Perth. They wouldn't win their next game. There was some really 
one-sided statistics. Well, Melbourne so, put that to bed last yes, year yes, with uh, yeah. one game in 28 days or something. Yeah, something And like won it over there in Perth. So, yeah. good point, Worm. Yeah, but they didn't win the next game good after. Good point, Worm. Oh, no, they uh, did. SFL, uh, Signet, uh, Signet went to the top of the ladder um, over Lindisfarne, basically because Lindisfarne had the bye. So, <laughs> so they, well, Signet have played an extra game, so they've gone to the they've gone to the top of the ladder on equal points. Uh, old scholars, though. Oh, a couple very, of ripping, very games. interesting round. A couple of absolutely ripping games. They, um, uh, yeah. Nathan Hardy kicking uh, twelve for Dosa against Richmond. Yep. Are you pulling up results or no, 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 no? I just, I mean, that wasn't. Yeah, good, good effort, but Richmond are struggling no, a bit. I didn't realise that, but then the, the, other, other, two, the yeah. other two results. U- Uni got the better of OHA, uh, less than three goals, but the importance of that uh, game is they claw back that final spot on percentage, so that was good. Jamie uh, James Glove, he kicked four. Um, Trent Stevens a couple, and he was the best player. Brody Langford kicked six again for the ship, so he's been... He's been doing exceptionally well. But the other one, uh, yes, and Virgil's getting a really good win over Hutchins. So both teams now on 24 points and vying for that important second spot on the ladder. The Prince bagged seven. He's back. Jay Bowden. Yep, he's back, the Prince. So (laughs) he did really well. Uh, You mentioned – which game did you mention in the uh, DFA? I didn't. Their Somerset? No, it wasn't Somerset, you said. Who did Josh Green go play for? Uh, Forest Stanley. Forest that Stanley. was circle ahead. Oh, was it? Sorry. Yes. The DFA, Somerset and uh, our friends Ridgely played a, a belter on Saturday. Somerset game, the line 83 to 79. So four four point win in a very, very close encounter. Wasn't the same in the NTFA in what I was anticipating to be a ripping game between Lilydale and Old Scotch. No, very and one-way traffic. Very yeah. one-way traffic, Lilydale. Uh no other word to say, but pretty much smashed Old Scotch uh, to the tune of 10-plus goals. So, Sonny had a, a day out, kick six, Thane Barden, Hagen, he was everywhere. Um, so, they did really but well. conversely, in the Premier Division, Georgetown getting Ooh, over Rocha Lee. Oh, yes. What a win. I'm not sure. Too many people outside of the Georgetown four walls might have seen that coming. Well, what did... Uh I could find it here. Uh, what did Georgetown... Georgetown set it up in the second quarter. They kicked a four-goal to nothing uh, second quarter uh, and then sort of held a 20-point margin across the, the second two or the, the second half. Um, sees them lock into third spot, equal with Rocha Lee, which is pretty interesting. Um, they played... So what a turnaround that was. They played in round two, Rocha Lee 91, Georgetown 21. Mm. So that is a huge. That's seventy. It's almost a hundred point turnaround. That's massive. So uh, as we alluded to last week, we, there's well, some we murmurings of things happening up the absolutely, absolutely low headway. Yeah. Uh, also in Interfay Premier Scottsdale, um, they got a good win and they're hard to defeat up at home against a fancied Hillwood coach Jake Pierce from Hillwood. Said to be very disappointed with the Sharks' performance. Okay, very up and down this year. The yeah, that, they have been. They've got all the um, all the lots of cattle. There. Same as the same as Bridge North. Lots of youth. But hey, in the women's uh, Premier League, we saw Old Scotch get some revenge over Bridge North to the tune of a couple of goals. Gemma Blair, she was dominant across the ground um, in a best on ground performance, and we saw Lonnie have their closest win for the season. 
uh, defeating OLs by just seven points in a very low-scoring encounter, 17 points to 10, to keep their undefeated season, uh, well, undefeated. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't think about that sentence when you started it, did you? No. Uh, That's all right. It happens more often than not here. Uh, Very briefly, we touched upon it. uh, ODFA, Bothell's Tyler Ford, breaking a 50-year goal-kicking record, slotting 24. Is that right? 50 years? uh, To win by 303 points. That's that's a good effort. Against uh, Oatlands, the quarter goals... They kicked 11 in the first, 13 in the second, 9 in the third. Very tardy third. Finished off with 14. Bang. uh, To finish with 47-27, 309 to one goal, 06. 14 in the last. You've pretty much given up. Good to at least see Oatland scoring a goal. Uh, Both of them now sit, uh, sorry, both now sit two games clear. Uh, sorry, both will sit two games clear and undefeated. Uh, NWFL, Devonport ran all over the top of Olveston with a 10-goal final term to win by 128 points uh, to sit two games clear of Penguin on the ladder. Hey, speaking of uh, footy results, do you know what happened during the week? <laughs> that's a very, that's a very, very broad... Worm. It was the anniversary of a very special game. State of Origin, 1990. Tasmania was defeated it, the Vicks. Uh, I had a chat with a very good ex-state footballer, Mr. Charles Beaumont. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it flashed up on his socials as well. Both of us made comment of it. Um, that, that yeah, we both clicked on the YouTube, watched the highlights. Very, very young players running around there. Well, very blonde-haired Paul Hudson. I actually tried. I, I did a little sneaky... Um, source of some contacts and I tried to get in touch with one of the players. Uh, well, we could have got that, in, we could have, we could have touched base with Moose Stevens. I tried to get in touch with one of the players today. Unfortunately, we'll keep that on the down low. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. I'm hoping he's either just not ignored the fact and thought how do how do you get my number? But uh, we'll see if we can get hold of him. It would be amazing to have a chat. I reckon we might be able to also get hold of the full back for the day for Tassie, uh, Brett Moose Stevens. There's a good chance he's a lover of our stout. Excellent. So You're great, great win. Out. So the, for those that don't know, the Tassie team beat a Victorian team that had Gary Lyon, to Ramiro. No, it was Ross Lyon. wasn't Gary Lyon. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Libba, uh, Longmire, Monkhurst, captain by Ayres. Star started. Uh, coached by Ayres, sorry. Captain by, no. No, captain by Cap- Ayres. It was, yeah. Coached by um, Parkin. Parkin. Yeah, Rob, um, Tony Shaw coached. See how you got to read all this and I know it all? I'm not reading it. Tony Shaw coached the, <laughs> coached the Tassie boys. but uh, uh, No, wasn't Tony Shaw? Robert Shaw? No, it was Tony Shaw. No, was mate. It? No, mate. Oh, You're discrediting yourself no, without was any no, help from Tony me. Tony Shaw. <laughs> That's right here in front of me. Robert Shaw. Ah, worm. Um, <laughs> but they won by <laughs> 33 points. That's yes. a bel- It's a belting. Yeah. And do you know how many were at the at the game? North Hobart Oval. 17 or 18? Yeah, 18,000. Yeah, that's awesome. Mate, that's yeah, just a- you just said you watched it on YouTube. I mean, all the stuff. And then flicker, I went to the Wikipedia page. Well, there you go. You've got a better uh, better memory than me. So. Oh, that's, sort of, that's when back then, what is a, what have I been then? Eight, nine-year-old. That was impressionable. Mate, I remember. That sort I, of stuff. I remember. You remember. It's amazing how much useless stuff you remember. To, yeah. I reckon I could go through... Most of the 90s Friday night games, and with a, in a little bit of vision or a little bit of a snippet, 
go, oh, yeah, I remember that. That happened, blah, 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 blah. We were well, very impressionable back I, then. I remember two memories from my days at North Hobart Oval when I was a young kid. I remember standing You've up. told one of them. For a final in the, in the bleachers yes. in the Clarence Top. Yep, I remember that. And then also used to sit down behind the goals on the cement race and the players would run underneath it and we'd sit on the cement race behind the goals. Just always have memories of that. I remember so. when I first went to North Hobart to play, uh, the most ex- one of the most exciting things was was running through that in under that race hey, as a player. Did you see and, them and going? My God, the players that have actually run through this wearing the map and did, stuff. Did you see the, the the footage from North Hobart Footy Club during the week on no. on social media? I think it was on Twitter. I saw it was exactly that. Yeah. The young the young juniors running through the tunnel. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, such a great good feeling. Good. It's a good pregame that I reckon. Maybe we should, could we get on the bandwagon for all clubs to introduce mandatory tunnels? Oh, yeah. Cost a bit. There'd be money. There's money everywhere. Absolutely. Um, hey, good to see, finally, Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe come out. Team Rockcliffe. Team Rockcliffe with some very, very firm words in relation to the Tasmanian team. It was a great message, I thought. Excellent timing on his behalf. So uh, was it? It was. It was good seen, to see. I actually haven't seen that. Was it yeah. firm? As in, yeah, it was. It was, mate. We don't want standing you standing up team. to a bully, or was it yeah. firm like your mum asking you to clean up your room, no. knowing that she was wasn't going to do much about it if you didn't do it? <laughs> it was firm, standing up to a bully. It was. We don't want to rent a team. Gutters firm. It needs to be our team. You've already seen what's happened from the Jack Jumpers. Let's not let this opportunity be missed before it's too late. And it was it was great, yeah. It was actually it was really good. I, I was I was disappointed with the lack of, you know, you sort of left it up to Nick Street and and to say he a few did, words. Did a good job. Did a good job. Uh, Eddie had a reasonable retort in regards to that. I don't know if you're listening to the water boys. Uh, he's back down big time. He, he has, but he also he's back peddling big time. He's trying to still get out of the pit that we threw him in last <laughs> that week. Gone. But um, no, I really so I, sad I thought, other. I thought it was great. So is that other bloke up yeah, the we, we Gold Coast? T- stop talking about them. No, they're, but in the they're pit. trying to backpedal. All of a sudden, we put them in the pit and they go, "No, I think Tasmania deserves a <laughs> team, but I just don't know finances." Not at the time. One yeah. of my clubs is the one that needs the money. Anyway, it was great. Good timing by Jeremy to Dude, come out and say what he did. So you're in, you're in. You're an emotional guy on this. Oh, you don't, when those once you throw them in the pit, they're right, in the pit. They're in the pit, screaming like once you're in little the pit, goats. Are you, are you getting out? No, no, that's the problem. You once you're in the pit, you're gone. Yeah. Hey, um, I attended one of those coaching forums. I spoke to you about the coaching forums Jay Schultz had organised. I attended one last week <laughs> with Scotty Roth. So Scotty Roth was the guest coach. I thought was, I was on there. Well. <laughs> So did I. It was awesome to listen to. Strongly recommend any coaches out there uh, jump online and listen to those forums. On the meeting, I saw Andy Bennett, Adrian McKendry. He was there. Uh, Bill Trithewey had a quick chat to Bill. Anyway, it started about 15 minutes later. Uh, uh, Gillies jumped on board. So I sent him a quick message. Oh, better late than never. He had a little chuckle and giggle at that. Um, anyway, there was a question. Scrolling through the questions. Scrolling through questions. There was a question from Way Out Wing. What are some key skills and approaches you see as important to success around the sport? So I sent you the Snapchat and said, yeah, good question. And then I spoke to you later on. You're like, mate, that wasn't me. I'm like, well, it wasn't me. <laughs> so someone is on there is that, impersonating us. Have that, we made it? I think that might be it. I think we've made it. And it's Way Out on the Wing. 
care. Not if way out wing. Way out, way out wing is the socials. Yeah. Way out on the wing. If you're going to impersonate us, do, do it properly. Yeah, do it properly. Anyway, That'd be um, an embarrassment. Uh, seriousness for a, for a very, very quick second. I thought the forum was awesome. I loved Scott. For any coaches out there, Scotty Roth really emphasised his coaching philosophy. So, Can you say that again? It's coaching philosophy. Anyway, he builds on this over time. He's really big on it. When he goes to other coaches and codes and teams, he's not interested in their um, tactics and all that. He wants to understand their philosophy. So I thought that was really, really good. Um, big one on training fundamentals, I thought, as a junior coach, mate. You'd relate to that. So, you know, it's all about the fundamentals and basketball. I'm sure that's shooting, passing, Did he, did he get much away that you thought that he wouldn't or? No, he was open. He... Okay. he um, he sent through his resume, contact details. So, I've, like I said, if you've got any questions, send it through. I don't know if he'd share his coaching philosophy, but he obviously was big on defense. I love the wording he used around um, some of the setups okay. that they do and, and like things like... And when, it was applicable the, for AFL? Uh, you, you could apply it okay. to footy. Like he said, you know, when the big man's coming through from the center up, we need, we need touches. We, uh, no, what do you call them? kisses or something where you got to hit the big guy twice before he can pass it off so just a, just little things okay. to yeah anyway i thought it was um thought that was that was good mate yeah oh uh, good all right Any, anything else on your all radar right. here we go hold on before you get to the radar just a sad news up the northwest coast the passing of thomas lambie i saw he was a uh, stalwart for the nwfa and specifically Turner's Beach, where he joined the club back when 1971 that when they were formed. So uh, condolences to all the all the family up there on the northwest coast. Yeah. Just like our teachers back in primary school, here's a little chance for you to pause, go and do what you were going to do before you started listening to this, or go and grab another cold one, settle back in and listen. Let's rip. All right. Into oh. communications. Oh, I was about to say, that's not... I was waiting for Derek's deep dive. No, we're into communications. Communications. Okay, I like it. Uh, so, on the back of worst attire, what have you seen as the worst attire? A little bit filtered in. I wasn't... I was a little bit scared at the uh, start of last week or the middle of the week. But come later in the week, I tell you what, these were the ones I picked as opposed to... There was some... The stock standard, my dad wore shorts that were too big. Yeah. Uh, my brother never wore a mouth guard. Now he's got no teeth. Yep, sort of thing. Undies. Uh, I wore bathers instead of undies. Same pair know? of undies yep. across yep. a twenty-five year career. Yep, with holes in them. The bonds. Um, seen, seen them. Things like oh, branded track pants. Wicked. Wicked track, track pants. pants. <laughs> uh, this one. If anyone owns <coughs> a pair of wicked track pants, can you please get in contact? At Way Out Wing. Send us a picture of you in your wicked track plant, track pants, please. Uh, Lucy in Launceston. Uh, she said... Is Lucy in Launceston? Lucy in Launceston. No, Launceston. Launceston. Uh, my mother used to sew internal pockets into my brother's football jumpers so they could put heat packs into them on cold mornings. Smart. I don't know. It doesn't say whether they were juniors or <laughs> senior players. Did, in, in the Guernsey? Yes. Internal pockets I in the put, Guernsey. I would have... I would have put them in the shorts, <laughs> not the Guernsey, oh, well. though. Maybe, anyway, like a six-pack. Maybe Lucy's maybe mother did do that. Yeah. Uh, classy Clay from Orford, but, resi- but residing in Lauderdale, he clarifies. He suggested Carlton's M&M strip from the oh, 2000s as the worst attire. That was. That blue. 
That was and horrible. I've got to agree, as a Carlton fan, I did not like that. Uh, Ian and Signet. This is a good one. I had a friend visiting from the UK one winter who was desperate to play a game of AFL. Uh, my local club was struggling for numbers, so there, this wasn't a problem uh, for the pasty pom to suit up on the day. The in, in typical pommy form, he ran, on, he ran around all day, uh, maybe got a couple of touches, but in the rooms after and undressing for the showers, it emerged that he played with a cricket frog down his pants for the entire <laughs> game, as it was what he thought everyone did. Uh, fair to say that night at the club there were a few ribbit ribbit noises, and he's been known as Kermit ever since. Excellent, that's <laughs> awesome. I like that one. Ian from Signet, nice one. Uh, Shane from Gormanston. Where's Gormanston? Word. Uh, I've heard of Gormanston at Northwest on the west coast. Yep, yep. A former teammate who was not blessed with the blonde in the blonde locks department used to run with a hair hat later in his career and used to tape it on like a rugby player would from around the head and around the ears and stuff. The nail in the coffin for his retirement was a game against Queenstown where an all-in brawl saw his artificial locks lost in the battle before both sides went into raptures when the umpire held held up a mat of hair and asked whose this was. That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be pretty embarrassing. Uh, Shane from Gormanston, well done. Thank you. Uh, Stephen or Stefan, it's spelt Stefan. So Go with Stefan. Stefan. Yep. Uh, my brother used to be a ruckman on the, on the coast with a pathetic technique, which always left him with a cork thigh early in every game. So he used to kill two birds with one stone by running with a frozen ice pack under his bike shorts as thigh protection early on and then as an icing effect for the rest of the game. Get this, eh? So that's, that's bad enough. He follows it with this. He did once forget the ice pack and had to call into a corner store to get a pack of frozen peas <laughs> which subsequently lasted the all of five minutes before bursting and, pr- and proceeded, <laughs> proceeded to confuse the hell out of the ground staff come Monday morning on why there was half a kilo of peas on the, in the middle of the pitch. Uh, that's good. Or your player. Stefan. Stefan. Would you ever... Well, that defeats the purpose of... Why would you run with an ice pack to begin the game? Uh, I think that's excellent. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, well done. That's, so, if you've got any other... Ideas for what the worst attire you've seen uh, come through, hit us up on the socials at Way Out Wing or send us an email, Way Out on the Wing <laughs> any, at any, gmail.com. Any more nicknames like Kermit that have come from uh, it, that, that was Imagine, good. what would, why would you think that you'd play football in a cricket frog? Ah, oh, who knows? That's good. That's awesome. Hey, um, are you done with your correspondence yes, on I that? Am. That was yes. excellent. Uh, I ran into someone on the streets on Friday last week, wants to Did know. You say sorry? <laughs> good one. Wants to know if good old a good at old question is cash killing footy? Might be a deep dive, but he had an example of stupid money. Now, look, this may be a slight rumor, but I'd, I he he says it's the truth, especially one of them. So there's four local boys, D League boys. So at best, couldn't crack a senior game in state league. Now. One of their mates has gone over to coach a team in the Central Murray Football League. 
uh, for the Swan Hill Footy Club. And apparent not, not naming names, but not naming names, but <laughs> apparently these boys are getting flown over each week. They get a, a higher car to share. They drive to the game and back. And one of them, and probably the others, are getting paid in excess of a thousand bucks a game. Now, how can how can a lo- the the local and local NTFA club was asked to match it? They said, "Would you match this?" Why would you bother? That, that's exactly right. So how? I mean, that is ridiculous. It's, well, if that's if that's the, correct, the, that is ridiculous. As it is completely unsustainable. That's the. I don't care. I don't care what you get paid. As long it's more what you put back in, and it's like, what are you going to do? You, you, it's one year at best, two years at best of that sustainability. You'd want to. If I'm paying it, if I'm at a club. And someone is commanding twelve hundred dollars a game. They would want to be kicking at a minimum ten goals a game. They would be wanting to win fifty percent of the games off their own boot for me to even consider forking out that kind and of working money. their ass off. That's eight. And- that's twenty grand a, a year. Presumably, there's obviously no coaching component to that. Either. Well, not not for a bloke getting flied in, like getting what <laughs> flied in, <laughs> flown in. <laughs> Well, uh, that's that, English that, lesson. That, that beer's really hit me. Is that that 6.6% <laughs> one? Yeah, you were talking about? No, it wasn't. I wouldn't um, give you one of those. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's ridiculous. I reckon that's a that's a Derek's deep dive for later on. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe another Derek deep dive. Should the AFL consider changing the rules around players being knocked out by a reportable, reportable offence so that if a player is subbed, I'm presuming they're talking about the Tom Stewart, Dion Prestia hit, so that if a player is subbed out of a game due to an incident, the offending player is also red-carded out of the game. So uh, Just bring it in because it will happen once every five years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think it's a, I think it should absolutely be in. I mean, you go to a grand final and all of a sudden you're, you're accountant. Well, yeah, you're accountant supporter. <laughs> Carlton might make it. Let's say Carlton are playing whoever, Melbourne, in the grand final. And James Harms' last last game and decides, you know what? I'm taking out Walsh and I'm taking out Cripps. Good, good luck to him. But, <laughs> but, but it, you know, let's say filthy act, a player come, you know, does that. He gets to stay on, but you've got your two best ball winners, your, your match winners, yeah, sitting subbed out of the game. I think it's, it's not, it's, for me, it's a slight overreaction because I think whilst the Stewart incident looked bad and was terrible for football. It doesn't it's, always that has come. That has gone out of the game. Like That used to happen every game, every weekend, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I think it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to suggest that we need a red card system. Does it, if it go, if it, much like the umpire descent rule, if it happens in the AFL, does that mean it then filters down to lower leagues? Absolutely. Potentially. So therefore, um, you can get rid of the thugs that do stuff behind play or, or in play. Um, so that, so you're a, for it? Yeah, no, I am. Yeah. Because I don't think, I, I don't, actually don't think it's going to happen that often. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as a result, I don't think there's any um, great risk of, of bringing it in and causing anything. Untoward. No, interestingly, um, did you see the coaches' votes for that game? No. Tom Stewart, what? what? Four votes. But there were two one votes and there were two two votes. So one of the coaches gave him four votes and one coach gave him nothing. Which coaches do you reckon? Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to to tell. Hey, um, talking about the the indiscretion and incidents, 
Um, did you see the baseball game in the US? Yes, I did. Yeah, that had like an all-in brawl, and Mason Cox is like, should we, you know? That was completely warranted. Hey there, it's Wildess and Derek. Yeah, g'day. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe way out in the wing. That's what you're listening to. We need your support. Get around us. Let's rip. Yeah, let's rip. It's time for Derek's Deep Dive. Let's get stuck into it. You're cool, fellas. Right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to crack open another one because I fear we may be here for a little bit. Oh, really? I've got things to do on a Monday night. Well, so does Derek. That's why he sends these ones in. Love it. All right, then. Derek's Deep Dive this week. Okay. Has the AFL Commission lost touch with its fan base? Yes. Okay, thanks right, for coming. Excellent. Uh, great, Derek. Thank um, you. Absolutely they have. The game has gone to... Speaking to the microphone. Speak to the microphone. Yes, they have. All right, then. So, do do they have the concept wrong as in... So, currently, you're suggesting they have a dribble-down top-tier approach? Oh, I haven't said as, a, as opposed to well, you're sort of saying yeah. You've said yes. Well, I just think um, generally or should the it question be, should it be grown from the bottom up? Because there are they have very different points of attack on our game. Yeah, I, and I, now bearing in mind, I am specific about the AFL Commission here. Uh, it's a very very broad broad question. Well, if I, you look I, at it, AFL is the is the it's a, it's effectively the company. Yeah. Aussie rules is the game. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So from that point of view, you look at it, the AFL Commission is a is a board basically there to earn money for or generate a profit for its stakeholders. Yep. Yeah? Yep. So as a result, because of that, have they lost touch with their family? Yeah, I just think they have. I think the game that they they've lost touch, the game is transitioning to a game which is completely changing from what we all for the so you're suggesting for the worse? Yeah, absolutely. Like the constant rule changes. So I've got um, a few, I've got a few bits and pieces down here to to prompt you. So yeah, yeah constant rule changes. Yeah, leading to a perception of over umpiring. Uh, yes. So we need to get to the point where we what we have a season where we don't make a rule change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, has has the COVID period and the fact that there have been uh, reduced crowds and stuff I- impacted that? That the that the AFL no longer or has lost that connection with its fans because of that period of time? Yeah, it's been it's definitely it's so th- been so a, therefore it's been they've a hard. Able, so they've able to uh, either progress plans or or do whatever because they haven't had the threat of. Oh, shit, this week, instead of getting 85,000 to a game, it's going to drop to 60 or 50 or something? Well, it's done that anyway. I mean, crowd numbers are down yep. dramatically this year on, on previous, you know, pre-COVID years. So so why is that? Is it costing too much? Is it, um, you know... Well, the, the AFL, they, did hemorrhage, from- they did hemorrhage money during that COVID period. Yeah. Is, is the game... I mean, are they... What is it? Is it is it diluted with the women's competition that people go? Well, I mightn't spend all my money on the men's and go to the women's. I don't know. Um, I what about okay then? So that, have they tried to grow the game into the wrong markets? If you look at 
the newer teams at GWS and at mm. Gold Coast. Well, that, is that look, there, there is no, there is no other way than to. I suppose if you look at it from a results-driven perspective, there's no way you can argue that the Gold Coast Suns have been successful in any regard. I mean. Players, we talk about. We, they, they, sorry, just to clarify, they've not been successful in any facets. Well, well, from an AFL playing point of view, so as the AFL team, so they they, they haven't made a finals in ten years. They barely get twelve thousand members a year. I don't know what their numbers are, but it's you know it's pretty pathetic for a club that's been around. I mean, Tassie would get that in in I would hope six weeks. We'd have twelve thousand members. Um, On field performances aren't good. You talk about. Talk about players like um, you know they talk about people not wanting to live in Tassie. I mean, how many how, how many AFL players have left Gold Coast to get out of there as soon as they can? You know, name them all. There's 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 a full team. So so you know from that point of view. But but from a but from a youth, fan from a youth and a growth of the but what youth about- game. Hold on, up there in <laughs> Queensland. No, well, well, let, me, no, no, well, let me let me finish. From that but side, I think of you're it, digressing stop. away from the fan base. <laughs> no, but from that point of view, it's growing the fan base because it's growing the numbers that are playing up there in the youth. Like we spoke to, like Sam, Sam, you know, mentions it. I asked him about what's the game like up on the Gold Coast. This is um, Sam, who's young, young fellas plays in, our, in the footy team, and he said it's booming. Like numbers are going through the roof. So. That might take. That's probably happened because of the Gold Coast team, and that might take another ten years to build up their academies, and then all of a sudden, they've got numbers flying through the door. So maybe you know, Gill and AFL are right. It, it needs to be a twenty-year outlook, and and that might be the same for Tassie that we need a twenty-year outlook. But I don't think people are going to be as. Um, so what know. is? I know it's it's a bit rich to suggest you and I have the answers to no, anything. It's, it's not at no, all. No, no, no. But what about? Common. What do you reckon? What do you reckon the average fan or the or the a typical AFL fan views the AFL commission at the moment and where the game is headed? Um, is it is it heading positively? Oh. Is it stagnated? Has has COVID? Well, if you if I said let's, I'll flip it. I'll ask you a question. What what are the? Give me the three biggest issues with the AFL right now. Your your big three biggest issues with the AFL. Uh, One would be the rules. Umpiring rules. Yep. yep. Um, and this isn't a hit on the umpires. No, it's no, a hit no, on the AFL not, yeah. bringing in these stupid um, rules. The second one is is probably the the Tassie yep. fiasco that's occurring. Yep. Uh, and third would probably be ah, oh, I don't know. Uh, grassroots football, local football. Yep. And the and the and the probably the the, the parity gap between. What's occurring at AFL level and what's, what's getting not filtered down? Yeah, what's not happening at grassroots level? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And to me, the the rules the rules thing could be fixed really, really quickly. I reckon. Um, get rid of that stupid within the fifty meter. Uh, sorry, the the five protected meter protected area. zone. So get rid of that. And if a player, you know, as an umpire, you you got to be subjective. <coughs> but that's like every decision. If you think a player is encroaching to interfere with the play... Because there, there are occasions when the player is actually running away, yeah. arms up. They're not covering space. No. They're actually trying to get out. So if a player runs through the mark, uh, unless he's following someone, or just runs deliberately runs through the mark, or if he encroaches the area and, and interferes with the player, 50-metre penalty. But if a player runs past, puts his arm back, says, mate, I'm not, I'm not into it, 
It's like an offside rule in soccer. Sometimes players say, they put their arms out there, I'm not in this play, they stay out of it, they don't get involved, then it's done. But if a player ran past and said, I'm not into it, play on, and then all of a sudden he turns and tackles think, him, 50 metres. So I, I think, think, so that's the biggest one. Yeah. And then this whole um, on the mark stand, like let them jump up, let them move. Like that's the mark. Don't get off it, but you can, you know. Uh, see, I'm okay with that one because I see the positive nature that what it's brought to the game. No, no, no. I, 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 I understand why they've done that. But, um, sorry, you're right. Uh, um, oh, sorry. Uh, I reckon more than anything, it's the way that the, the rules are interpreted differently by everyone, by every umpire, by a player and stuff. I reckon they need someone. Who is it at the moment? It's Brad Scott in that in that role. role that is nothing against Brad Scott. Brad, you're a good mate of mine and stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> that's key, his, his communication in order to explain how the umpires are perceiving something, interpreting it and giving it out on a Monday, um, what decisions are wrong, is pathetic. So as a yeah. result, you get this undercurrent of dissent from the fan base going... That rule was um, BS. Um, can you see that decision? Like the Darcy Moore decision. Did you see that? The rush behind? Uh, yes, I did. So yeah. that's a really good example of the umpire made the right call. Okay. He's kicked it from outside the 10 metre mu- yep. box. There was, no, a one, rush there was no one, in, no the, one in the box. No one there. Now, whether he touched it before it got to the line yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. But the umpire made the call on that. But that's not the umpire's fault. That's the rule. No, he's interpreting the rule. Okay. Yep. So, and you'll get Collingwood supporters that will wax lyrical that it was not um, deliberate. But then you'll, the other side, you'll get people potentially like me, and it's not a Colin Collingwood thing, but it's, <laughs> the umpire interpreted that in, in the correct yeah. way. Uh, AFL have just come out like literally a minute ago and have now put in a clause, a new clause for reportable offences. And they are going to be compared with hypothetical scenarios of did Toby Green do it? So, uh, if Toby Green did this, what would what would happen? That's how they can adjust it. Um, Our fake footy Twitter handle. That's so good. Has the <laughs> AFL Commission lost touch with its fan base? So there's a disconnect between grassroots football and the professional league. Agreed. Yeah. So we've got teams that are folding in country leagues, um, competing sports at junior levels. Would funding change that? Uh, or, or, sorry, well, I'll we've ask, spoken I'll, to, we've I'll spoken ask the to, question slightly differently. Does more money appease the masses Well, we've, we've, we've spoken to uh, AFL Taz Damien Gill about this, and Gilly does not believe it's a funding issue. So I'm going to back I'm going to back Gilly yeah. on that and, and agree What's it's the, not just a money Okay, then. Money so what thing. does, from a fan base point of view, what does success at AFL level look like? Or what does, what does AFL for the fan at best case scenario, look like? Well, it's an enjoyable product to watch. Yep, you, you, you pay a reasonable price if you're able to because you've got football in your state regularly with your own team. Um, you've you've got a, a reasonable price to go watch a good quality product that you're, you know, you, you, you'd enjoy. Um, 
so that I think that's what success looks for, looks like. See, for me, I reckon it drills down a little bit further that you've got kids that are wanting to play the game because that's your that's your flow on through. That's your future. I think there's lots of kids wanting to play the game. I reckon AFL doesn't do the greatest job post. I don't know what age it is. 13, 14, 15. I reckon, I reckon that's. I reckon that's just the age. I, I reckon that's just yeah, kids at that age. I, I really reckon, do. I reckon. I reckon we focus. The, the AFL is too heavily focused on the pathway development and the, ta- the, the talent and, and pathway. the identification of those elite elite kids. Yep. So therefore, yep. yeah, agree with that. They're looking at best case scenario AFL rather than how do we ma- how do we maximise. Um, engagement and participation through all levels to fulfill the um, enjoyment of the game for everyone. Yeah, We spoke to Greg Dare from um, Oatlands earlier, briefly, and he said that the, the people are coming back to football in the Oatlands area because of the football club. Mm. But that's, that's where but the that, positive nature... And he did and say stuff. they had lots, lots of youth coming through as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I... On your point of those kids at 15, 16, I, th- I think there's just competing interests. Whether it's boys or girls playing footy, I reckon there's competing interests of it, it's more time to study. Um, they A lot of them doing casual part-time work. Um, at that age, they're, you know... Interested in, football, in if interested in the well, the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever sex floats your boat. That's you know. So I think there's a lot of a lot more competing interests. There's a lot more sports these days, um, and I wonder whether the commitment to footy at that age is too much. You know, you're talking four hours on a so is that on, where, a, on a weekend. You're talking two lots of. But is that where trainings. we can look to? Is that where the the AFL needs to look to potentially change? I don't know. Like a directive of like the the age the sorry I'll start again you two think- nights a week Tuesday Thursday are general training days you play Saturday do you look to shake it up do you look to have underage stuff on a Thursday afternoon into evenings instead of trainings which then subsequently frees up the weekend for them to play your local- reserves and senior yeah, footy or. or- what go and watch dad play or yeah. older brothers or whatever it is something like that like this progressive nature ask you one. Are there, with regards to the, uh, particularly from a Tassie fan base point of view, are there too few making the big decisions in the AFL, uh, referencing their own interests rather than that of the game? And that's probably a bit of a, a poignant or pointed question with regards to the, the club presidents. Uh, was that in reference to... Tasmania. Well, I suppose or, so. So there was a there was a comment that was thrown up on the weekend on ABC Radio that I heard. It was like, why do the AFL presidents get a say? Yeah, well, that I, I was the, talking the club. About, the club presidents they didn't for GWS well, and Gold Coast. You don't, you don't in very in in a business sense. You don't go and ask. So so this was a question that I discussed with uh, a good mate of ours and his young son. So he put the he posed the question to his son, thirteen year old has, and he said, and Harry's uh, comment was, why would these clubs vote for Tassie if it's not in their interest? They have a job for the stakeholders of their football clubs. So, in in Pit Boy's defence, you know Tony has an obligation to the Gold Coast Suns, and that's it, and their stakeholders and their members. So what? 
So why why why, why why would he why would he vote for it? You know what's in their best interest. So his tax point was that when the introduction of the seventeenth uh, and eighteenth teams came in, it was an extra game. So there was six hundred million dollars extra of media rights, and that's where the benefit was. So should the AFL be going? You know what? Yep, we're going to put in a nineteenth team in Tassie in twenty twenty seven. And we're going to put in a 20th team in the Northern Territory in 2030. And that's going to generate an extra $800 million of revenue. And there's your benefit to the clubs. But do you think that the... What have we got? So the that they are self do think, They do have a self-interest. They so shouldn't have a vote. Do you think the 18 presidents should be dictating that? No, I or don't. Is that, that's not, an not AFL one bit, commission... Not one, I, I don't think they should at all. AFL commission job. Are they the keeper of the wallet or the keeper of the game? All right, then. Do do regional, state. How many deep dives? Are we yeah, doing no, this is, no. Do regional, state, or AFL boards of control um, need a supporter representative on those bodies? I think that'd be a great idea. Absolutely, but would they would they genuinely have? I don't know. Would they be there for lip service? I don't know. Oh, they'd be there for lip service. The AFL Commission's not going to listen to oh. Will Tatchell, who's representing the TSL. At AFL House, they're, no, they're not I'm not. Gonna, no, no, no. So I'm not. No, so I'm not representing TSL. I'm representing the Tasmanian supporter base. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I suppose they might because they I might think, listen to your but, input. But hence, it's, hence really the reason a, for the initial question: Has the AFL Commission lost base with it? Lot, uh, sorry, lost touch with its fan base. Mm. Do you need to shake it up by putting? Uh, yeah, an average fan Put Joffa on the AFL board <laughs> well, He's a bad example at the yeah, moment Derek. Put someone Derek <laughs> On there To bring back a level of normality Rather than these mm. Highbrow decisions That are potentially being made Yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting oh, hey. <laughs> hey left wing Well that's why I say Do well, regional state And AFL I, I would argue that I reckon Regional boards Say the SFL, NTFA, NWFL, those sort of boards and stuff are already very well connected to their community, okay? Yep. Um, whereas something like the state bodies um, and the AFL component aren't necessarily getting to games every weekend. Yeah. You see Gill going every now and then. If Josh Frydenberg comes in, okay, is he going to get to Probably. every Game other than Carlton ways, Carlton games, probably not stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's not a not a bad not a bad um, suggestion to get a bit of uh, local input into the do we the have, national comp. When was the last time the AFL did a uh, what do they call them like, like a, a big survey. survey type thing? Yeah, I think it was one done a couple of years ago. Well, that was AFL Taz. Was that a Tasmanian? That was a Tassie one. That was done. That was the the footy the big footy one. I don't know what. What came of that in the end? I suppose we're wait, they're probably waiting for the AFL's decision. Gee, AFL. that's coming. That's like well, in in next week's episode, we'll be saying that's coming next month in August. If you're yeah. listening to this now, unless you're listening to this late in August, and you've still got a few episodes, and we've to got catch a up. team, <laughs> we're in. We're in the AFL, ah. mate. It's a it's a good deep dive. I don't think you know we would we definitely um, are able to solve a lot of the world's problems. I don't know if we can if we've quite solved this one, but we'd be interested to hear what you think, what you have to say. What does is, what is AFL success look like? Yeah. Other than the... The, the Lions the, winning the flag. No, the, the obvious. Tasmania getting a team. Yeah. Ah! There we go. One. That was deep. That was deep. That was deep. That was good. 
All right. Were you recording? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was. Excellent. All right, you ready for uh, some last drinks? Some last drinks. Yeah. Fire away. Yeah. I'm worried. Oh. Oh, hold on. Oh, this is a uh, request coming from Crosby in Campbelltown. Hey, one of this one. This is in the scrub. Scrub with Bob, Chris, and Doug. We like to hunt pigs because we need to feel a buzz. I'm into using dogs because police took my guns. If that farmer catch a poacher, then you know it's time to run. You can find me in the scrub. Anyway, thanks for that, Crosby. We can't use it all, mate. Worm, worm likes his little, uh, his last drink. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Crosby. Senior Crosby, Junior Crosby. Uh, That was uh, might have been Senior. Senior Crosby. I had a good chat with Senior Crosby on Saturday in the bar. How was was he? He was in good form. Uh, Good. Good Uh, I've got nothing much for last drinks this week. No, mate. I I, I like the song. Where's our song? I tried to scan through um, for uh, tots. Not many. No, I didn't actually get through. I did our (laughs) research for this week, and then I. Yeah. Had to get away. Had to go and pick up children. So uh, we we forgot to mention uh, Yarn's report from King Island. Grassy got over north. Another good it, win. Was that the report? Yep. A little bit longer. Uh, You're doing wonders over there, the boys. Where are we going? When's our next trip? We got right, you going to Queenstown this week? Not if. Well, you said you can't. So I'm can't. not going to go without you. Not this week. Well, enjoy. Get in touch at Way Out Wing, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok happening. Yeah, TikTok, we got the account back. We were suspended <laughs> for three months. We're back. Derek put something up he shouldn't have done. Nah, but I think he's with the Collingwood players doing that sort of stuff. Get out to the local footy this weekend. Go watch your local game. Support your club. Get amongst it. Get, get into your, the canteen. Take your mother to the local footy game. Boris Savaloy. Canteen. Wing reports. Wing watch. Hashtag canteen, canteen watch. Canteen watch. Bye-bye. See you all. If you enjoyed this chat on Way Up in the Wing, make sure you like and subscribe to the Way Up in the Wing podcast channel so you never miss another entertaining episode, neglect an exclusive interview, or forget what games you should be seeing this footy season. Listen, like, and subscribe to the channel now.